0: Hello, Courier Nation. Welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. Each week, we talk about how to make the most of your business as an independent contractor, as a courier delivering for gig economy apps like Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, Uber Eats, and so many others. Well, hello, Courier Nation. Welcome back one more week. It is great to have you back for another week on the Deliver On Your Business podcast, and it's pretty awesome being back as well. Uh, I've got, uh, if, if you've listened to me last couple of weeks, I know we've been uh, uh, dealing with uh, some of the virus here in the house, and uh, we, we've been calling this place the uh, house of COVID uh, because... Uh, my uh, two daughters both caught this thing and fortunately they got through it. Okay. You know, not nothing too major. Um, it hasn't been, it hasn't hit them nearly as hard as I know a lot of people have been hit. And I'm just so thankful for that and somehow managed to get through this thing without catching it myself. I've been kind of locked down in the basement here for the last couple of weeks and probably still going to do some quarantine for a little while. So unfortunately not able to get out and do much, or do anything really in the way of delivery because I'm just playing it safe, you know? But, um, fortunately they've kind of gotten through, they've let it, it's run the course there. I got through and, uh, did one more uh, test, came back negative. So very thankful, uh, very thankful indeed, uh, just to have health. Uh, this is, this is quite a time, you know, and I know, you know, a lot of people haven't been as lucky. And so I just, uh, like I said, just very thankful, folks. There's been a lot going on this week, and that's I kind of want to touch on uh, really kind of three three different topics uh, that are going to really kind of cover all four of the major delivery companies. And uh, so let's just go ahead and dive into it here. And you know, just kind of this question: What is up with everybody? You know, what's up with this uh, merger between Uber Eats and Postmates, and what that what is that going to mean? What is going on with Grubhub, you know, and then, and then you got DoorDash doing their IPO or their initial public offering. They're going public. So it's like, I don't know. There's something to talk about with everybody. I think the big one, of course, is Uber Eats just completed their takeover of Postmates. The deal is done. It has been closed. In other words, it's official. It's not going to happen. It has happened. Uber Eats owns Postmates. What does that mean for those of us who are contractors for either of these companies or both of these companies? You know, we're kind of in that low right now. We're, we're between Thanksgiving and Christmas as, as I record this. And it's that kind of time we start wanting to take a look at the year behind us and the year ahead. And this has been a crazy year, you know. And, and I think, you know, the whole industry is in upheaval. And I've talked about this before, and I, you know, talked about this quite a bit, I know, last week, that I just, you know, I said that I think that this market is so ripe for somebody to come in and really disrupt it. Because here's the crazy thing is you got this pandemic comes in, and it just opens the door for all of these delivery companies. I mean, people need delivery. And it's the perfect storm for all these guys. And I don't think anybody has come through particularly well. They're, they're all still struggling. They're all losing money. They're all, I don't know. It's just weird. It is so weird that you can have kind of the perfect thing happen for these companies. And it, it can't get any better for these guys than what it has been this year. And I'm not sure how comfortable I am that any of them are going to do real well coming out of this. So anyway, let's, let's talk about each of these three, each of these four companies actually, and two of them in one, because Uber now owns Postmates. And, you know, honestly, I don't know. Was it, was it something that I just wasn't paying attention because I just remembered from when they announced that they were going to do this purchase, that it was going to be closed. That it was going to be completed in Uh, The first quarter of 2021. And so this snuck up on me, kind of. It was like all of a sudden, boom, there's that announcement. Hey, the deal's been done. Wait, wait, what? This isn't supposed to happen yet. But somehow it happened. And the deal's done. So now what? What does that mean for us who are independent contractors? And especially how's that going to impact those of us who deliver for either or both of them? I want to go back something to something, and I really encourage you. Guys, this is episode 100. It just hit me. This is episode 100. How crazy is that? Um, The thing that brought that up to my mind was that I was just getting ready to point you to the uh, uh, episode page on the website, which is going to be entrecourier.com slash 100, and that's going to be 100 episode 100 doesn't seem possible, does it? All right. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I don't want to do that. But the reason that I want to encourage you to go check that out is because I'm going to have, you know, kind of links all over the place in in that. It's pretty much, you know, I always write a blog post that does, that talks about pretty much the same types of things, but there I've got all the links and I'll try and get as many of these links as I can into the show notes as well. Um, But Way back when this whole thing happened, I wrote an article about, hey, what would, what would this look like? And this is what I said, and I'll quote this from this is what I said uh, back in, I believe this was, I think it was July 1st or somewhere right around there that the announcement was made. And this was my response. I said, first off, nothing will change for a while. It's going to take several months for the deal to close which it has, you know, just just about uh, six months here, Uh, five months, I guess. And there's all the regulatory and anti-trust hoops to jump through. They've jumped through those. And I said, I wonder if the two companies won't continue to operate independently, even after everything is said and done. To me, that makes sense. And I speculated then that I thought that they'd keep the companies completely separate for a while, at least, and then maybe eventually merge the back end. And you know, because the bottom line is you, you just have these customers with Postmates that they're loyal to the brand, you know, and, and the whole idea that when you're trying to bring two companies together and capture the market share from both of those companies, um, it only works if you actually keep the customers from both companies. And the problem is, is if you eliminate that Postmates brand, you know, what's the guarantee that the customers are going to go to Uber Eats, you know? And I know everybody knows that Postmates is now owned by Uber Eats, and so there's going to be that. But yeah, the, I think, you know, what you're going to see is you're going to see them at least try and keep the brand, keep some of the characteristics and everything like that you know, there's a challenge. I mean, you know, I think Uber Eats has been running between 25 and 30% of the market and Postmates has been down a little 10, maybe a little bit less, you know, but that doesn't mean that doing this merger means that they're just going to automatically have 35% of the market because it's like, who's going to stay for that combined thing? And how many of those people will switch over to Grubhub or, um, or Uber eat, uh, I'm sorry, Grubhub or DoorDash, or somebody new, you know, and, and how many of them are already customers with these other places anyway, you know, because a lot of people bounce back and forth, just like a lot of drivers bounce back and forth. So that's kind of their challenge is, you know, making this transition and maintaining keeping those customers so that 25 plus 10 means 35 and not 29 or 30%, you know, and losing half of that. So there's a couple of mergers that I want to look at that'll kind of, I think, give us an idea of what this is going to look like. And, and the first one was back in, this goes back to actually before they started doing delivery. And this was when 2013 and Grubhub bought a company called Seamless. Then again, in 2017, they bought a company called E24, and there were really two totally different stories behind these two mergers. So when they bought Seamless, now of course at the time, neither one of them was doing delivery. Both of them were focusing on just uh, setting up ordering systems for restaurants and and then marketing these uh, takeout systems and things like that to the end users. And Grubhub and Seamless became pretty strong competitors with each other until they made this merge so grubhub buys them out and they merge the companies but the thing is is we're seven years later and seamless is still a brand seamless still exists but now that they're in delivery you know um if you deliver for grubhub every once in a while you see you see a little bit of that seamless popping their head up you know, if you've ever noticed, especially the one where you really notice it, it happens every once in a while is, and I still hear people ask this question all the time, that it's like, you know, you go to send a text to the customer and Grubhub has a way of kind of filling that text out for you. They'll start it out. And uh, it says, you know, this is your Grubhub driver, Ron, and, you know, I will be arriving or what is something something like that, or I've received, I've dropped off the food, different things like that. But every once in a while, you notice it pops up and it says, this is your seamless driver. And people are like, what's up with that? Well, that, because what's happened is the people ordered through seamless. If you go to seamless.com, you get a seamless menu. I mean, you get kind of the seamless branding and everything, and you get all the menus. And then at the bottom, you'll see like the little Grubhub, you know, copyright and things like that. But all of the The bottom line is all of the internal stuff, all of their computer, all their tech, all the operations are the same thing, but they've made it so that the branding remains the same for Seamless. Now, the opposite is true. If you go to eat24, eat24 eat24.com, what you're going to get is you'll see a little message that pops up that just says, eat24 is now Grubhub. And then there's a button that says, go to Grubhub and and that's it. And you know, so for whatever reason they decided not to keep that Eat24 brand alive and they just completely merged that into Grubhub. Now, one other merger that is much more recent and we saw it really kind of being completed, I think not that long ago was in uh, August of 2019, DoorDash bought Caviar. And for about a year they maintained separate brands. They each operated their own delivery force and everything like that. But it was like almost exactly a year later that uh, Caviar's delivery contractors were then transitioned over to the DoorDash Dasher app. And so even today, you can go to Caviar and you can order through Caviar. I find it interesting that I pull it up and the website looks an awful lot like DoorDash's website. A lot of the, uh, the fonts and the layout are the same. But I also noticed that you don't see McDonald's and uh, Jack in the Box or any of those, the fast food places on the caviar orders. They've still kind of maintained that caviar branding with the higher end restaurants. And so that's kind of what I expect to see with Uber Eats and Postmates. You know, Uber Eats has said all along that Postmates is going to remain as its own brand. And they're saying, you know, the management and the staff at Postmates will stay on and continue to manage the Postmates brand. So, Bastian Lehman will continue to stay on, you know, unless he just gets tired of it after a while or something, and he'll manage Postmates. What I expect to see for independent contractors is it's going to stay kind of the same for the next few months. Um, And like I said before, it takes a while for the merger to actually happen. But now that the merger has actually happened and Uber is actually completely in charge, it takes time to get the tech to work together, you know? There's two different platforms. There's there's all the menu stuff and everything. Ultimately, what's going to happen, and I see this all the time in tech mergers, you know, I was in telecom for years, and we saw this all the time, you know, a long-distance company buys out a long-distance company back when a long-distance company meant something, you know? And... You would see the two brands operate separately, but it's kind of like on the back end, they're trying to get it all tied together. They're all trying to figure out, you know, how do we tie our customer, our billing, all of our things together. And ultimately, within about a year, it's, it always seemed like it took about a year or so for them to get it together that eventually one swallowed up the other. Um, I'm in the middle of this right now as a Sprint customer. Sprint was bought up by T-Mobile and I'm starting to see more and more things brought in where it's a T-Mobile way of doing things that is being transitioned over to Sprint customers. Eventually Sprint's just going to be go away. You know, eventually they'll just go away, but you get in some places where they do those mergers And you're going to keep the branding the same or something like that. But all the back end stuff gets brought together because it doesn't make sense to have two different marketing groups and two different um, technology platforms. And the one thing that really stands out for us, it's not going to make sense for Uber Eats and Postmates to keep their own set of drivers. It's just redundant. It is, it's expensive. It's, it doesn't make sense. They're going to merge it all into one. And, and, uh, and, and ultimately, you know, at first I wasn't sure if they would do it, but as you think about it some more, and then probably the thing that just kind of said, oh yeah, it's going to happen is the email that uh, they sent out to Postmates drivers right after it happened. And let me read this email to you says, hi, today we are excited to share that Uber Eats and Postmates are officially teaming up. Now, while there are no immediate changes and you can continue to earn on both the Uber Eats and Postmates apps as usual, we will be working over the coming months to make sure that the partnerships means more access to customers and orders across the United States. Stay tuned for more information. To get a jumpstart start. On this, I'm putting a little ex- em- emphasis on that phrase there. To get a jump start on this, please click here, and there's a link that they've got. It says to sign up for an Uber Eats account if you don't already have one. It's easy to get started, and you'll access more ways of delivering Uber Eats pro rewards. And if your vehicle meets requirements, the ability to drive using Uber's ride sharing platform. We'll be sure to keep you posted as new opportunities develop, the Uber plus Postmates teams. Here's the key. I think the key word in all of that is that jumpstart. Why would they say to get a jumpstart in this unless, you know, ultimately, I think what that means is their plan is they're going to merge the driver groups eventually, and so they're already encouraging Postmates drivers to get on with Uber Eats. At some point, they're going to close down the Uber Eats or the Postmates Fleet app. They're going to close down the Postmates Fleet altogether. And it's all going to get moved over onto the Uber Eats platform. What that means is, is as far as you and I are concerned, Postmates is going to go away. And I'm going to guess that it's going to be a lot like, you know, Postmates will remain as far as the customers are concerned. They can order from Postmates. But the bottom line is it's going to be a lot like what Grubhub does with Seamless, where communications are done with the customer in the name of Postmates. And as a driver, sometimes you're going to pick up a Postmates order, and sometimes you're going to pick up an Uber Eats order, and it's all going to look exactly the same to you other than maybe – You know, the customer is going to see that Postmates is bringing this as opposed to Uber Eats is bringing it, but it's all going to be the same. And ultimately what that means is we've got four major delivery companies right now. We've got Uber Eats, Postmates, DoorDash, and Grubhub. It's going to drop to three. I think the fact that they moved this up faster than I expected, and the fact that they're already encouraging drivers to sign up with Uber Eats, um, that tells me that I think they're going to try and make this happen pretty quickly. I would expect that probably by March, that's my guess. I have no basis for the guess. That's just my guess. I would not be surprised if by March or so, um, Postmates is no more as far as like their pay model, their app, their way of doing things. It'll all be done through Uber Eats. That's my guess. And so we go from four to three. So that's a little bit about Postmates and Uber Eats. And that's taken, you I think most of what I'm talking about today, but I do want to look at a couple of things here. What about, you know, what's going on with Grubhub? Is anybody else asking that question? Because I sure am. I know I I hear it all the time. People, you know, wondering this up on, you know, the Facebook groups and in Reddit and everything like that. It's like, what the hell has happened to Grubhub lately? I mean they're getting slow lately. I mean and I mean really slow. Now is it that they just overordered and they're not doing anything about it? They're okay to be saturated because at least that way they can try and make sure that orders get taken. I don't know, but you know the one thing that I loved about Grubhub for the longest time a, a year ago I did a series where I just uh, I looked at each one of the the uh, platforms and then I just did a comparison and Grubhub kind of barely squeaked out to take the lead on that one. But one of the reasons that I was so much higher on Grubhub a year ago than I am right now was part of it was you could just get on. And especially if you got onto a scheduled block, you just knew you're going to get orders. You were going to stay busy as soon as you logged in. And maybe that was just my market, but you know there wasn't long waits. There was always two minutes between orders because that's just the way that their dispatch system works. But it was rarely more than two minutes. You know, It was just like, you know, you you accept or reject an offer. Well, if you reject the offer two minutes later, another one's popping up or you complete an offer. And usually you complete a delivery. Usually you've got an offer coming in before you're even to the house to drop it off. Or if you drop it off, it's not going to be any more than two minutes before you get your next offer. And nowadays, it's like a totally different picture. Nowadays, I'm looking at sometimes 10, 15, I've gone, you know, 30, I've gone even an hour and a half between offers. And so I wondered, you know, was, was I in the doghouse? Did they not like that I did? uh, rejected too many offers or something? Was I a minute late? And they uh, put me in timeout. But as I talked to other drivers, they're getting the same thing. And so, yeah, what's going on here? Why did Grubhub all of a sudden get so slow? And the thing is, is that if you look at the markets, um, Grubhub's in a free fall right now as as compared to everybody else. And I looked at a couple of things, you know, I saw there was one, I think it was market watch that put it out or, or something like that. It was, uh, there there was one graphic that I saw and I haven't been able to find it again to put a link to it, unfortunately, but I just remember it was showing that kind of right about February, March, there was this big increase and, but it was a big, very short or very steep increase where it was like they, they doubled in business and then it's been kind of slowly going down in their delivery sales ever since then. And here this pandemic's going on and everybody else has been increasing and steadily increasing. You know, it didn't it wasn't just one big jump and then it, you know, leveled out, but it was like this big jump and then they continued to climb and Grubhub almost like going the opposite direction after that first jump in business. But the other one that really stands out, and I've got a link to this up on the episode page, and, and that is something from a, a website called The Business of Apps. And they just showed the market share over the years. And you just see, the thing that was so interesting was to see the, uh, uh, it was a line graph, but to see the lines from Grubhub and DoorDash create this X where Grubhub started out up at a, like a 70% market share and they have just it's it's been you know steady downhill ever since and and then you saw DoorDash sitting way at the bottom of the list and then just this steep rise in in taking over things and so it's just like Grubhub has been doing the opposite of DoorDash And I just wonder what's going on with that. Why is this happening? Why why is Grubhub not taking advantage of this growth that's happening because of the pandemic as well as the other companies? And, you know, it's it's confusing, though, because you see some of those graphs and then you see, you know, Grubhub put out their report and they still said, you know, they've made more money than ever in this last quarter, that they still had an increase in business this quarter over some of the others. But I go back to that business of apps report, and you know, one of the things that they said is that um, Grubhub still makes more money through other areas of ordering and different things like that than they do just from delivery. So I think that's maybe a big part of it, that it's kind of like the seamless side of things, the food ordering side of things, that they're still getting a big increase. But when it comes to delivery, they've been dropping. Why is that happening? Why is Grubhub in such bad shape? Because honestly, all, all four of these apps absolutely stink when it comes to putting out delivery. I've said this over and over and over again, but they do. They just they just do. And I think they will as long as they're using independent contractors because they can't control the end product. And but anyway, I don't know how much of it is because Grubhub was just so bad. Or is it, is it related to their pending, you know, being bought out by Just Eat? Maybe it's a combination of the two. And so now some of what I'm going to say is a lot more about my observation than it is maybe something that somebody else might see it totally different. But just as the way that I've seen it, it looks like Grubhub has had a lot more problems uh, than any of the delivery companies in the last couple of years. And especially when it comes to actually being successful at getting these deliveries done. I think early on Grubhub was one of the first ones to have a lot of problems with cherry pickers and with drivers not accepting really low paying offers. And uh, it's a problem that really DoorDash didn't experience as much until they changed the pay model to the point that all of a sudden DoorDash is putting out these 2 and $3 delivery offers. Grubhub, I've spoken a lot of times about, you know, just my displeasure at the way that they're kind of doing these crackdowns. Because what's happening is, I think, you know, you get people that do a horrible job doing deliveries. Well, because you can't control how people do things because you got independent contractors, right? And you can't control whether or not somebody's accepting or or doing these deliveries. And so... You know, I think Grubhub has had the hardest time with all of this and struggling with all of this, and Grubhub has been the one to always really try and walk up as close to the line as they can walk, and often, I think, crossing way over the line, trying to control contractors so that they get things done. And ultimately, I think, you know, they've alienated a lot of drivers by doing this kind of stuff, and what you get happening is a lot of drivers move on. They say, yeah, we're done with this crap. And you get a lot of customers that have moved on that say we're done with this crap because they're not getting their food. And I I don't know if it's because Grubhub has a stronger presence on Twitter or something like that, but I see an awful lot more complaining about Grubhub deliveries from customers on social media than I do any of the others. And so all of these things, it just seems like, they've really struggled and they've been terrible at getting the food delivered and they've been terrible at, I I think Grubhub's kind of become the new DoorDash when it comes to PR. Uh, This, this last year, you know, another issue that I think Grubhub had is they took on these non-partnered restaurants for the longest time. You know, they, they only delivered to companies or delivered from restaurants that were on their platform And then here about a year ago, they decided, you know what, we're going to start offering deliveries from other places. And they just have the driver go out, pay for the food and everything as if it was like themselves. In fact, they would tell the drivers to not let the restaurant know that that was for Grubhub and, you know, and then deliver it to the customer that way. So they would just put anybody up there. And, you know, the funny thing is, is DoorDash and Postmates have been doing this for years. And they've had some blowback. They've had kind of some pushback on that, but it doesn't seem like it ticked people off nearly as much as it did it when Grubhub has done this. Now, some of this I think is because Grubhub already had kind of a bad reputation because of their, you know, their their pseudo websites that they would set up and the names of restaurants without getting their permission ahead of time, and so you know, Grubhub would do all this marketing for these places, but make it look like people are thinking that they're going to these restaurants. And so, you know, they already had a bad reputation around that among a lot of restaurants. And so I think a lot of that just snowballed, you know. And then when Grubhub started doing this and putting people on there, and they also didn't handle it well, their payment cards don't work as well as they do on Postmates or DoorDash. And what happens is, let's say if the the order amount is wrong, and you go in and it gets rejected and Grubhub just cancels the order. And the food is, the, the, the restaurant is stuck with the food. And, you know, so it's just creating all sorts of problems for them. And it, it's just crazy that during this pandemic, um, Grubhub has had the biggest hit to their reputation. Uh, between, I think, being worse at anybody as far as how they treated the restaurants and how much extra they charged the restaurants, And it's crazy though, you know, you've got this pandemic that has handed business to these restaurants on a silver platter and somehow Grubhub has managed to bungle it worse than any of the others. So how much of that has to do with the free fall? You know, I don't know. Now is, is anything going to change because of them being sold? And that's another, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure the sale is going to go through. Now, you remember what I said just a little bit ago, where I was kind of taken back by the fact that Uber Eats and Postmates had completed their deal already, that they moved a lot faster than that. Well, the Grubhub and Just Eat Takeaway merger, this uh, Just Eat Takeaway, which is the European company that is going to be buying Grubhub, you know, this was announced like a month before, and this was supposed to happen early 2021. It was like first quarter and even early first quarter. And then at some point it got pushed back to mid-July. And then, you know, I got another link where they said that, uh, you know, they announced, okay, we're going to push this back to December 31st of 2021. It's still more than a year away. Why is it getting pushed back? What is going on with that? Is there Are there some issues? Are there some problems? Is it that Just Eat is seeing them in the middle of this free fall? You know, I've got a link in the show notes and everything like that to an article from a website called Seeking Alpha, which is like an investor community. And, you know, they stated there that just eat, bet on the wrong horse. And I wonder how much is like this, you know, Grubhub is falling fast. And is this part of, um, they're just kind of waiting and seeing maybe they're not ready to complete the order yet. Uh, they want to make sure that Grubhub can kind of pull out of it because they don't want to buy something that is just about to go under, you know. So I don't know. You know, it keeps getting pushed back like this. Uh, they got all the regulatory approvals, and so what's going on with that? And I don't know. You know, it's just it's 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 interesting to see. And there is this piece where all of a sudden I wonder, you know. And what happens if Just Eat pulls out of this, you know, could Grubhub even survive that? I just I wonder about them. And so it's interesting to watch them. Now, what happens when they're bought? Here's something to be kind of on the lookout for. I've I've thrown this out before too. I kind of do this tin hat theory about this. But it started with Prop 22. And all of this in AB five and Grubhub was just strangely silent about it. You didn't see them. You didn't see, they didn't contribute at all to the campaign that I know of. Everybody else was like, you know, tens of millions of dollars and Grubhub was just a big fat zero. And they weren't as vocal about trying to campaign for this thing. Why is that? And, I got to wonder if there's kind of a plan for doing something different. And some of this wondering is tied in with this whole thing about this merger happening, because Just Eat Takeaway had announced that in Europe, they're going to move away from the gig worker model. They're going to start using employees instead of independent contractors. So is there something in the works about that? Is there a transition maybe happening with Grubhub that, They're going to do that. Honestly, I think it could be a brilliant move because then that would give them the freedom to be able to take things on more logistically. So I don't know. You know, I mean, Grubhub is this huge question mark. What the hell's going on with Grubhub? (laughs) And and it's going to be interesting to watch. You know, are they going to make it? Are they going to be able to pull out of this tailspin that they're in? Are they going to switch to employees? Uh, Will the sale go through? gosh, it sounds like I'm a, I'm, I'm a, you know, at the end of a soap opera or something like that. One last thing I'll throw out there. And that is the news has finally come out that DoorDash has finally got everything set up where they're going to go public, that they're going to sell their stock and, and everything like that. And, um, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be really interesting. I'm, I've got a lot of doubts if they're going to get as much as they think they're going to get out of it. But who knows? I had a lot of doubts whether they'd ever get to this point. Um, I think if not for the pandemic, they never would have gotten to this point. I, I, I And I've speculated on this before that I just thought, you know, they've been doing so bad and losing money so badly that prior to the pandemic, you know, you had to wonder if there's a point where the investors were going to say, you got to start turning something around because they had they had uh, talked about doing an IPO in the past and it had been pushed off. And part of that was because, you know, the Uber IPO was really a disaster. And, uh, you've got, um, a couple of other gig companies have gone through stuff that didn't go well. And all of a sudden people are kind of leery of these initial stock sales, like Okay, you've got to have a, a viable company. And I still don't know that DoorDash is a viable company. I mean, they're huge, right? They've, they've they've moved up to like half of the market, but they're still losing money. You're in the middle of this massive growth that comes from this pandemic, and they're still losing money. How do you do that? And their crashes are getting worse, you know, the the, the apps... Now they did go. I, I will give them credit. I think you know they went a few weeks at least without their uh, their uh, weekly DoorDash or Door Crash Fridays. So I'll give them credit. But then all of a sudden, it's like they 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 did it good, and um, they had a couple of major crashes, and they were bad enough that all of a sudden now the crashes are getting attention outside of just the driver community. And I've seen a couple of articles that are like what's going on with this? Why is this happening all the time? Why is this, you know, and, and and DoorDash was, you know, not saying anything about it. And how do you operate a company like this when your tech doesn't work? And I think a lot of that kind of stuff could snowball. And, and DoorDash is, they've kind of hit this 50% mark, but I'm just not sure they can hold it. I honestly don't know if they can hold it. And, and it's because they still, you know, they're, they're like everybody else. They're terrible at actually getting the food to the customer and getting the customer satisfied and everything like that. And by the way, their, their, their app, their, their tech still doesn't work. And so how can they maintain that if they don't even seem interested in fixing this ongoing problem of theirs? So, you know, it's just, Like I said, it's, it's kind of like as the apps turn, you know, all of these things, this merger Grubhub is tanking and DoorDash, they're going public, but where do they go from there? And where does this all leave us as independent contractors? And that's, that's the million dollar question. And let me just put it this way. There's, there's an old curse out there, you know, the curse that says, may you live in interesting times. I'm going to tell you what folks. 2020 was interesting enough. I think 2021. 2021 is going to be real interesting times. I expect to see us. We're going to go from four major independent contractor food delivery apps down to three and maybe by down to two by this time next year. I'm just, you know, Grubhub is that wild card. I got a feeling they could move to employees. And. This doesn't even begin to address the whole political climate. You know, Prop 22 passed, and so that kind of gave them some life in California. But what happens with the new federal administration under Joe Biden? Because they're going to put a lot more pressure on the use of independent contractors. They're in favor of basically a nationwide version of AB5. I don't think they can get it pushed through, but it's going to be interesting to watch, you know? So I kind of expect to see that uh, Uber Eats is going to make a move on DoorDash as far as market share. I don't know if they'll be able to pass them, but I think it's going to be, um, I think they're going to end up being very close to each other as far as, you know, who does the most business. I see Uber Eats has made a lot more positive moves than DoorDash has as far as making things work and different things like that. Uh, They've done a lot more, I think, to adapt. And so in my mind, I expect Uber Eats is going to at least come close to catching DoorDash. I just don't know what's going to happen to Grubhub when all this happens. And so, you know, these are indeed interesting times. My friends, thank you for being a part of this podcast, for listening along. Uh, thank you for, gosh, 100, 100 episodes. I just, I'm, I'm still a little floored by that. <laughs> it's just, I wasn't even thinking about it until I got into this episode. But uh, I just, uh, this has been fun and I'm looking forward to the next 100. And uh, in the meantime, folks, if this podcast or the com website. If any of this has brought any value to you, if it's, if it has helped you operate your business to help, if it's helped you kind of embrace this idea that you're running a business, if it's something that you think could be helpful to anybody else, please spread the word, let people know, um, leave reviews, If you can leave a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the places where you can do reviews, that helps me get found. And if we can find more people that do this delivery stuff, we can help more people to help them to take control. And that's the thing that I ask you as I do every week as I wrap this up is, my friends, just take control. Take control of your life. Take control of your business. Go out there and be the boss.